Good morning, Lighties, and good morning to everyone listening to me this morning. It is once again a privilege to be speaking to you this Sunday, and I pray that you will be blessed. We will go straight into the Word of God, and our topic for today is bearing the image of God. Now today, I want to do something different. I want to begin with the summary, so that even when we have run out of time, at least you would have gotten a sense of what the message is all about today. The topic is bearing the image of God. So I want to read something, and I want to read it word by word because I don't want to miss anything, uh, because this is very important. And it's this. So this topic is about reminding us of who we are as created by God. It is about our humanity. Humanity is more about the qualities. Uh, in Zulu, they say Ubuntu. Uh, humanity is Ubuntu. Humanity is more about the qualities that makes us human, different from any other creation that God has put on earth. There's something that makes us different such as the ability to love, of compassion, to be creative, and the ability to exercise God-given free will, the ability to choose. Praise God. It's important, friends, to remind ourselves of who we are. And as we will see in the Word of God from Scriptures, we will see that mankind was created in the image of God. So we should reflect His nature. Yet mankind in general does not reflect God's glory. As you listen to me, uh, I want to encourage you to allow your mind to begin to wonder and begin to ask yourself questions. If we are really created in the image of God, do we reflect God's nature as mankind? We tend to destroy rather than create. And as we will see again in the word of God, we will see that God put us on earth to nature to replenish. God gave us a mandate on this earth. But we tend to destroy rather than create. We tend to lack his kindness, compassion, and holiness. And again, as we will see in the word of God, through Jesus, God has made a way for us to be restored into his image. As we believe in Jesus, focus on Jesus, and follow his words and ways, we become more and more like him, more and more like God, and we become more and more able to help others to do the same. So as we will see in the word of God, we'll see that God has actually made a way for us to uh, go back to what God has intended or God had intended for us. Praise God. Uh, we will be reading from the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 13 to 17. So Jesus 
in this chapter finds a way to remind us of where we come from and who we are. And in, in verse 13, the Bible says, Later, they sent some of the Pharisees. Now, for those of you that are familiar with your Bible, you know that Jesus had a lot of problems with the Pharisees. They always wanted to catch him out. And, and, and this instance one of, was one of those instances. So in verse 13, the Bible says, Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? So the Pharisees knew that whatever answer Jesus gives, it's either it gets in trouble with the Romans or it gets in trouble with the Jews. Verse 15. Should we pay or shouldn't we? Should, should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. And this is what Jesus says. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. Verse 16. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? Jesus asked them. They responded, Caesar's. They replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. Praise God. So here is the Pharisees coming to Jesus, wanting to trap him. But Jesus was always aware of his mandate on earth. To restore you and me back to God. So he took this chance to remind them of where they come from. So he says to them, give me the coin. And they brought the coin to him. And he says, whose inscription, whose image is on the coin. Now, if you live in South Africa, you would know that there are some coins that has Mandela on, on them. So in those times, the coins at the image or the inscription of Caesar on them. So Jesus says, bring the coin to me. And as he looked at it, he asked them a question, whose inscription is on that coin? And they said, Caesar's. And they said to them, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Because that coin bears the image of Caesar. Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But then he proceeds by reminding them. And they say to them, give to God what belongs to God. And this is what he meant, friends. When you look at yourself and you look at me, we bear the image or we were intended to bear the image of God. So Jesus is simply saying, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And if you're a Christian again, Obviously, you have heard words like, I gave my life to God. 
And friends, that's what it means to give yourself or to give your life to God is when you come to the realization that you come from God, that you bear the image of God and you give yourself to God and you allow the process of being restored until you begin to look like him. Praise God. So the first thing that we're going to look at, friends, in this topic is to, uh, is to look. Uh, it's a reminder of who we are. And as we have seen uh, from Mark chapter 13, verse 17, Jesus says, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. And this is what Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 has to say. Verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Praise God. So friends, God created you and me in his image. In other words, we come from God. We were intended to look like God. We were intended to have the qualities that God has. Praise God. Now, how do we know what we are supposed to look like? We can only know what we're supposed to look like if we see what we are supposed to look like. So what I would want us to do is to then look at some of the attributes. There are many attributes of God, but I would want us to look at some of the attributes of this God that we so desire to look like, or this God that we were intended to look like. Praise God. The first thing is that God is the creator of everything. And we find that in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. And this is what the Bible says. You alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest heavens, and all their starry hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them, you give life to everything. And the multitudes of heaven worship you. So the first thing that we see about this God that we were created to, to look like, we see from Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 6 that this God is the creator of everything. Friends, everything. The wonders of this world, the seas and the mountains, the visible and the invisible, everything that you can ever think of on the earth, the Bible says, were created by God. In other words, this God is a big God because he owns everything. Friends, he owns everything because the Bible says, you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens and the highest heavens. Praise God. And all their stars, the stars, the moon, and everything, friends, things that we have never imagined, they were created by God. So that's the first thing. God is creator. God is creative. He designed and he created. Praise God. The second thing that we see uh, we see that in Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7. God is kind and compassionate. 
Now that is very important, friends. God is kind and is compassionate. And in Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7, the Bible says, I will tell of the kindness of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindness. Now, friends, as I say, as you listen to this message, I want you to allow your mind to begin to wonder and begin to look at our communities, begin to look at our city, begin to look at the nations of this world and see if as mankind do we really reflect what the Bible is talking about, uh, about in Isaiah chapter 63 verse 7, compassion and kindness, because this is what our God is. The Bible says is kind and is compassionate. Praise God. And Psalms 103, verse 8, the Bible says this. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. God is slow to anger, and God has so much love, and God is compassionate. Once again, friends, I challenge you, look around you. How much of compassion how much of grace do we give to the people that really need grace? How much compassionate have we become or are we as mankind? Do we still look like God? Praise God. Because the Bible, remember in Genesis, the Bible says we are created in the image of God. And that image, friends, as we look at some of the attributes of God, this is what we were intended to look like. The other thing that we see in the Bible, uh, in the book of Samuel, chapter 2, verse 2, is the fact that God is holy. And verse 2 of Samuel, chapter 2, the Bible says, There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. God is holy. How much of holiness, friends, as you listen right now, how much of holiness are we seeing on earth? Uh, the other thing that I would want us to look at, friends, I'm looking at the time, is our mandate on earth. What is our mandate on earth? So we have seen some of the attributes of the God that created us in his image. In other words, we have seen the attributes or the things that we are to reflect in our lives because we were created in the image of God. So what is our mandate on earth, friends? And we find that in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1, I'll begin from verse 24, the last part of verse 24. And the Bible says, And God saw that it was good. So after, if you read the Bible, the Bible speaks about creation. After God had created everything, the Bible says, He saw and He said to Himself, Everything that I've created is good. And verse 24 says, And God saw that it was good. In verse 26, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image. So after God had set it up, created everything, and everything is good and beautiful, nothing is broken. And God said, Let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky 
over the livestock and all the world animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Praise God. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Praise God. And that is our mandate right there, friends. So God creates the heavens and the earth and everything. And the Bible says he saw that it was good. And then God chooses to make mankind. And he says to him, I want to partner with you. And I want to put you on the earth so that you can take care of the earth. And the Bible uses some of the words like to replenish, to nature, and to work it. And my question to you, friends, is as God has given us the mandate to take care of the earth, have we taken care of the earth? We see, uh, they now talk about climate change. We see the floods. And part of those things, friends, is because we have not taken care of what God says we should take care of. This just this past Sunday, I went to the beach and I saw the rubbish that was coming from the sea, friends. It was amazing. And I was reading an article yesterday that says, uh, thousands of rubbish parts were parked just along the coast. The rubbish that was coming from the coast. Friends, we have been put on earth to partner with God to take care of the earth. Let's take care of it. What is our calling? Our mandate is to partner with God to take care of the, uh, of the earth. And what is our calling? Our calling, friends, is to become like Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says this, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, friends, uh, it's more like a woman who goes into the mirror and looks into that mirror and he says there's something wrong here and she takes it away and she takes this away and she puts some powder until she looks beautiful. She's got an image in her mind. She's got uh, a reference in her mind of how she wants to look like. And she goes into the mirror and she begins to beautify herself. Now, in our case, as James says, the Bible says the word of God is a mirror. As we get to the word of God and continuously look into the word of God, we look into the word of God and the word of God helps us to transform until we begin to look like our creator, until we begin to look like God. And that's our calling, friends. Our calling is to look like Christ. Our calling is to reflect the glory and the nature of God on earth. Our calling is to make more disciples, people that would look more like Christ until we have more of people that look like Christ until the kingdom of God come on earth. Praise God. So our mandate is to partner with God to take care of the earth. Our calling is to look like Christ. Friends, God bless you and let's endeavor to become and to look like Christ. And God bless you.